In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Renegade Talk Radio presents Carl Higbee. And folks, welcome back to RenegadeTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Carl Higby. Thanks for tomorrow for having me back on again and again. Hey, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but Lieutenant Commander Timothy White is now under fire from the White House uh, and from the military. He may be charged with illegally discharging a firearm on government property. Lieutenant Commander White is a hero. He carried his personal weapon against military standard, but obviously in compliance with the Second Amendment, which, as far as I'm concerned, supersedes anything that the military writes. But um, let me get this straight. So he is defending his men. killing ter- He killed a terrorist, defended his men here on the home front, and he will face charges, but yet Bo Bergdahl is set to run free after... Deserting and aiding the enemy. I don't see where this administration is getting any credibility from it within. I mean, if you are in the military, you need to speak out, folks. I started a uh, a White House petition for this guy. Uh, I, I think that it's it's really time that things change and change in a major way. There's a petition on there. It's, it's called Change the Laws Regarding Current and Former Military and the Right to Carry Personal Firearms on Government Property. The link is on my Facebook page, Carl Higby, um, or the, my homepage, carlhigby.com. You can go to either one of those, and the, the link will be there. Uh, but it says, We the people request President Obama and Congress, under the authority of the Second Amendment, to enact legislation effective immediately to ensure all current and former military members be granted the following rights to carry firearms. One, the right to carry personal firearms on federal property, including military establishments. Two, the same national carry rights as current and former law enforcement officers and federal agents enjoy. Additionally, we request that the president take whatever action necessary to ensure that Lieutenant Commander Timothy White will not be prosecuted for his actions on July 16th. We launched it today. We've gotten a few signatures already, but we haven't really gone live. I'll be on Fox News tomorrow morning talking about it. At uh, 8.15 a.m. But honestly, folks, this is something that needs to be seriously looked at. Our commander-in-chief cannot be trusted with the safety and the protections of our military service members. It's disgusting. It's so disgusting. And the fact that it's taken that I was the first one to put up one of these things is honestly... Disheartening. Now, look, he was in a gun-free zone on a military, federal property, recruiting base, gun-free zone. These gun-free zones don't work. In the last eight years, 105 civilians have been killed in gun-free zones. How many people have been saved by that? You cannot measure that statistic, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think any have. Why? Because criminals don't care about a sign. They just don't. I mean, murder is illegal. 
You get a heftier fine for murder than you do for bringing a gun into a gun-free zone, I'll tell you that much. So they don't care. And Lieutenant Commander Tim White? He defended. He defended against enemies domestic, not just foreign. Domestic as well. He held his oath. And as far as I'm concerned, anybody that's aiding, that that charges him, is willing to aid the enemy and is aiding the enemy. I believe that is treason. He helped, he helped, upheld his oath. And yet, they want to charge him for it. That is, that is treason. That includes Barack Obama and the spineless bureaucrats in Congress. If they don't stop these charges, it is their responsibility to stop these. Now, I, assume, I experienced a similar thing when I was court-martialed. Uh, with uh, my teammates back in 2009 and 10 for prisoner abuse and we were all acquitted there was no evidence it was a BS trial but we all had to run the mill at the end of the day we were all acquitted it ruined our careers this guy's career is going to have a black mark on it indefinitely what do you do? what do you do? people like us need to stand up People like us need to uh, make sure that this doesn't happen. Like uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Clint Lawrence, who's an army guy, who's doing time in Leavenworth right now for two counts of murder in a combat zone. This is disgusting. Disgusting. And yet, where's the outcry? Where are the people that are just furious with this? Everyone says it behind their backs in closed doors when it's okay to you know nobody's listening you're not going to get in trouble time to speak out and a lot of people will say well you know I, I don't want to put my name on a petition on the whitehouse.gov because then they'll know who I am you damn right they'll know who you are there's strength in numbers and I hope they know who you are because I want them to know who to fear fear we the people because we've had enough And on this, I don't know if you guys have seen this stuff, but there's this lion out there that was killed. Who cares? I mean, why do we care? And if you're listening to this, if you can name the name of that lion, I think it was Cecil, but you can't name the five killed service members in a terrorist attack on July 16th, shame on you. Shame on you. We can't have this. Had we had had a real president in the office, he would have led this charge. He would have been out, up out front with these people. He was out front about Trayvon Martin, about Michael Brown. He was, well, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. Would he? He definitely wouldn't look like one of the heroes that died. Folks, Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Sullivan, Lance Corporal Squire K. Wells, Staff Sergeant David Wyatt, Sergeant Carson Holmquist, and Petty Officer Randall Smith. These are the names of the heroes that died. All that put foot to ass and went to combat for us. They're dead. 
They're dead in part because our mindless bureaucrats of military leaders are more interested in being rulers of law than leaders of men. They don't want them to carry guns on, on base. And I've been calling for it since the Fort Hood shooting. Why hasn't anything been done? This continues to happen. A president who actually believes the narrative of conservative ideology and American exceptionalism would say, you know what? I'm enacting legislation now. Now. Retro. To protect Lieutenant Commander White. That says all service members can carry guns anywhere in, in, in America. Federal property, state property, whatever. That's what I would do if I was president. I would say enough is enough. It's time to defend yourselves and your families. You go overseas and bear arms for us at the cost of your life for rights of people that you have never even met and never will. Many people die. Many kids die. But (laughs) no, can't carry a gun on military bases. That would be too crazy. President Obama, you are a coward. You're a coward for not wanting this legislation to happen now. I pity those families. My heart goes out to them. And I wish there was something more I can do. But I think the most I can do now is reach out to you folks and say, sign this petition. Go to my Facebook page, Carl Higby. Sign this petition because I'm sick and tired of it. And I think it's time that we start protecting what is ours. And we let those who are willing to lay their life down for other people's rights to protect themselves as well. Folks, I've got to take a quick break. I'll be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for more Straight Shooting. With Carl Higby. What's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back. RenegadeTalkRadio.com. I'm Carl Higby, still here. Thanks for sticking around through the break. Look, I, I talked a little bit about that Navy officer, Tim White, being prosecuted. and That just wicks me off to no end. But you know something else that is interesting to me, which just shows the political machine chomping at us, is this new Planned Parenthood video. Everybody saw this one, I hope, that came out where Planned Parenthood was literally selling fetuses. They were actually selling dead babies and the organs. And they were discussing it over a meal. Uh, a guy who um, who just does undercover videos came out and said this stuff. And it was like one of the, um, like the James O'Keefe style videos. And he came out and basically spent three years undercover gathering this story. And it was unbelievable what he was able to get, but he was actually able to get these people to try to purchase fetuses. 
or to sell fetuses, excuse me. Now, recently, he's, he's released one video. They called his bluff on something, and then he released the second video. Then they said it was highly edited, so he released all three hours of unedited footage up to the point that he'd released, at which point a judge blocked the release of any additional video. Now, the same judge bundled $280,000 about to President Obama. You think there's a connection there? I guarantee you there's a connection there. There's definitely a connection. So, what say you? Why have we allowed this to go on? Again, folks, come on. We have to take action. We have to speak out. If you're not out there on social media, in the media, if you are on TV or radio or anything like that, we need you to get out there and talk about this stuff. We need to figure out a way to get this guy to be able to release this video. Otherwise, the political machine wins. Political machine wins. And speaking of political machine and their spin... There was recently an illegal alien. Well, actually, he, was, he became legal under one of Obama's programs, so he's no longer illegal. So I apologize for that. No longer illegal. And, um, but he had previously, when he was illegal, been booked for burglary. No one ever did anything. They didn't book him. They didn't send him home. They didn't do any of that. They sent him loose back into the community. Well, now he's back loose in the community. And... As a citizen, he's now killed people. One girl's wounded and two are dead. When is this stuff going to stop? How, mu- how, long could it, how much could it cost to, to put up a, a decent fence? I was talking to somebody about it this week. A billion? Five billion? I think it's worth it. Could you imagine a properly built fence? Let a militia... Guard it. Say, hey, if you want to be a, a border guard, you can volunteer your time, and you come down here and, and sit on the border and, and guard it. Put that fence a couple hundred feet into the American side. So you cross this, you will be shot. People will stop crossing, I guarantee you. We need to defend our borders at all costs. First, before we do anything else, before we do anything else with internal immigration issues, but simultaneous to blocking the border from you know more people flowing over, you need to make it, it accessible. Citizenship needs to be accessible for, for other people. You have to be able to come into this country and become a citizen in a reasonable amount of time. Right now it's ridiculous. It's you know two, two to five years. And you have to have lawyers and things like that. Make it worth it for us. I said it in my book, folks. I said it in my book. And... We need to have a way for these people who, come, who want to become American citizens who are willing to live within our laws. Because there are people, there are people, illegal immigrants that have broken the law that live be, within all other laws. But you can't enter a country under illegal circumstances and expect us to have any respect for you. You can't do it. It's not a great way to start. So... Make citizenship more accessible. Seal the border simultaneously by any and all means necessary. Like Trump said, I'm a huge Trump fan. 
and we're going to fix the problem. We're going to fix the problem. And you know where you get the money from to do this stuff? You take it out of the hands of welfare. You take it out of the hands of welfare like they're doing in uh, Kansas where they have a $25 maximum welfare withdrawal. Now, I don't know all the details in this, but apparently anybody who's got these government cards now can only withdraw $25 of cash. I think that's great. Regulate it. If they want to take money, I'm not a big fan of regulation almost ever, but if they want to take money, they should have to be sparingly about it. These folks are on the government take, which, by the way, is never, never going to work out for prosperity for all. You want to have prosperity for all? Here's what I'll tell you. Make the program 12 months long max. That's as long as you can be on welfare. Now, you make it step down every single month. Say it starts at 2000 Month 11 is 1800 Month 10 is 1600 Make it step down, and then the last month, then it drops off completely to zero. Encourage people to want to get off. By extending these benefits indefinitely, all it does is create dependency on the government. And obviously, as Obama knows, and as everybody should know at this point, it creates loyalty to people who promise more benefits, like Democrats. All we need to do is break the cycle, say, I want to give you the tools and the motivation to be prosperous without the aid of the government. You are Black people always say, well, you know, I'm... You know, white people are holding me down. White people enslaved me. And look, nonsense. First off, that crap is over. That happened 150 years ago. But it's the Democrats who are truly keeping them enslaved, just like it was the Democrats who wanted to keep them enslaved back in the 1860s. Folks, do you realize that America is unique in the sense that we are the only nation, the only nation ever, to fight a war amongst ourselves to abolish slavery. You realize that? White people on both sides fought to free black people. Well, one side fought to keep it, one side fought to free it. I mean, isn't that an astonishing statistic? Slavery is not unique to America, it's worldwide. Which, may I remind you, when they were sold into slavery by their black tribal leaders in Africa, many black people adopted slaves here in America, too. In fact, about as many slaves were owned as black people as were owned by white people at one point. Now, we, I, I, in the Republican message, is that I want to free them, truly free them from the grasp of government and let, set them loose on their own path of prosperity. They're going to have to work for it. But I also don't advocate for paying for whatever indefinitely. I believe in prosperity through hard work. It's time we start doing that. Now... All around the world, though, they're raising, or excuse me, all around the United States, they're raising minimum wage. <laughs> around the world. China doesn't have a minimum wage. They put kids to work for five cents a day making tennis shoes. That's why they're so cheap. That's why everybody moves their factories over there. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I mean, let's be honest. 
They're business owners. Try to cut, cut, cut corners wherever they can because we are so anti-business here with the government in America. 40% tax, corporate tax rate, give me a break. 50% plus at the highest income level, individual taxes. I'd move my stuff overseas too if I had to avoid all that. That's the way it goes. Just like Mitt Romney, he was demonized. He was demonized. Oh, Mr. Romney, you have you know, $50 million in offshore accounts. Well, sure I do, he should have said. And if I were him, I would have said, why don't we stop talking about whether or not I have money overseas? Why don't we talk about why I have money overseas? Change the rules here at home to make investing in America the smart choice, and America will boom again. You want to bring the job market back? Make America the friendly place worldwide. Make that happen, and you'll see a remarkable difference. We won't need welfare anymore. We won't need minimum wage because there will be a competition for workers, not jobs. Jobs will be scrambling to be filled by the companies. But instead, now we have such a poor workforce that, you know, the unemployment's like 5 or 6%, but... And we have 90 million Americans out of the workforce. Out of the workforce. That's the highest ever. Poverty, especially among black people that voted for Obama, is the lowest it's been since the Great Depression. Sorry. The average wage in poverty is the lowest it's been. Poverty is very high. Highest poverty rate since we've had since uh, the Great Depression. Now, why is that? Well, I can tell you what's adding to it. Places like Walmart. The minimum wage has been raised to $15. So what do they do? Were they previously paying someone 8 or $10, whatever the minimum wage was? They lay off workers. They replace workers with LCD screens or robots or technology. Or they do without them. They make other people work more. This is, this is the byproduct of the liberal machine that wants to make you know, legislate people into prosperity. You can't do that. You have to entice people to work hard. There was another guy, uh, some credit company in California. He raised the minimum salary to $70,000 for everyone in his company. You know what happened? company is struggling. People quit. Higher level people quit because the younger people were getting paid as much as they were. Again, it's a private company, but he just did what basically the government is trying to do by continuously raising the minimum wage. It strangles businesses, folks. You want people to get paid more? Make the job market more competitive. Because here's the thing. If you have one person competing for five jobs... You know, if one person is competing for all those jobs and all those jobs are open and they want somebody, they're willing to pay more and more. Now, if you have five people competing for one job, the job can pay less and less. And eventually the four people will drop out and the fifth will take it because they need it so badly. Simple math. This is basic economics. Oh, but that's right. President Obama doesn't know anything about economics because he's never had a real job. This is what happens. When you don't have any business experience, 
as a commander-in-chief. Prerequisites. I think that, you know, you can't make a law about it, but the American people should be not stupid enough to vote somebody in office that had no, A, no military experience, or B, no private, private experience, private business experience. This is what you get. You get a semi-pseudo-communist socialist who wants to legislate his way back into office by buying more votes with the taxpayer dollars, trying to ensure his party in, party's reign indefinitely. And another thing, too, when you put guys like this in office, you see what's happening in Baltimore, where they're just agitating stuff. And they're denouncing the very police that hold order and discipline. The policies of these Democrats is destroying us from the bottom up and the top down. Baltimore. Baltimore has the highest murder rate it's had in a long time. Partially because cops are afraid to enforce the law because the president and their leadership, Marilyn Mosby and the attorney general, have turned their back on them. They've taken the sides of criminals and rioters over the police officers that are sworn to serve and protect. They hang people out to dry at a moment's notice. And that's why murder rates are rising across the country. But no, military, can't carry your firearms to protect yourself. No, no. Folks, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. God bless. When common sense needs some backup. Carl Higby on RenegadeTalkRadio.com.